The following programming is sponsored by Tom Tool III. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell, and we have... Special guest, Dr. Andy Fetterman with Creative Health and Spine, the best chiropractor on the main line, and I can say that because I go to him. He's in the house today for the whole show. Dr. Andy, thanks for coming on, my friend. And we're going to talk about your business in the third segment here. And again, Stacy and I work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and Delaware since 2018. And we're streaming live on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just Google Tom Tool Sales Group. And what we wanted to talk about today first was a very interesting piece of news, although not surprising is what I would, I, would, I would qualify this as, that there was some information and data that came out today on Inman News that for sale by owner homes have hit the, a, a 40-year low. 40 years this is the lowest amount of homes that went for sale by owner. If you look at the information that dropped this morning about 6 o'clock in the morning, this is according to the National Association of Realtors 2021 profile of home buyers and sellers. And it said that 9 out of 10 homeowners are working with an agent when it's a time to sell. And that's the lowest number in four decades. I mean, this is interesting news here. So what do you attribute this to? I think is the first question here, Stacy And Dr. Andy, feel free to, to chime in. This is something that, you know, usually when there's like a hot market like we've seen, which is one of the hottest markets in decades, this number usually climbs. And the fact that it's the lowest in 40 years is very intriguing to me. Me too. Um, If you ask anybody out there, they would think that for sale by owner would be the way to go today. And and you do do still hear people talk about that. Um, But you would think there was a lot more FISBOs out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Where When I saw this, I was like, wow, okay. So... There is way less than what we think. Um, I, I really think that it's because the consumer is um, pretty savvy. And sellers do realize that they're going to get more exposure working with an agent. They're going to have um, more opportunity to get their home in front of more buyers. That's going to create the competition. And ultimately, when you create that competition, you're going to get more offers, you know, maybe less contingencies, mm-hmm. go over asking price. You're going to get more money for the home as opposed to if you just try to list it and sell it for yourself. Dr. Andy, what do you think? Because you've been on, you know, he's, you're a client of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done business together, but you're also, you've been investing in real estate for a yes. long time. And I love the consumer perspective here because Stacey and I are, you know, we, we know the data and we know these things. What, what do you think as a consumer? Well, honestly, uh, Really, what comes down to it, I think, is people aren't really, they don't have enough time anymore. Our time is being pulled in multiple directions. And a lot of homeowners tend to be a little bit older and have a little bit more time in having homes and looking at what the market is right now, going, oh, I want to sell it. But we know the internet's the way that things are now. That's how they're played. So without having that ability to be in tech savvy and knowing, like just work with an agent, it's just easier. And it's Mm -hmm. just for my own case, when we sold one of our properties with you guys, it's just like, I don't have the time to deal with it. I don't have the time to go through it, you know, try to do the listings, talk to people, get the calls. Because now that everything's listed online, I mean, you get calls and texts at mm-hmm. any time, seven days a week. It's just, I don't be bothered with it. you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really playing a big factor in today. But that's a great perspective. Because I mean, a lot of people, time is what they're valuing most. And I've, I've, especially after the past 20, however long months this has been with this pandemic, time really is at a premium. 
And th- there was some interesting data here I want to get your, your take on. Uh, the first is that uh, Zillow's research team explored this question last month, and in their report, they found that September of this year, the typical for sale by owner-seller nationwide asked 18% less upfront than the median homeowner who worked with an agent. And that's also about the same difference in the actual sale price analysis that was conducted by NAR as well as the local Bright MLS where they uh, looked at homes that were sold off MLS versus on MLS along the eastern seaboard. And that covers like D.C., Baltimore, obviously Philadelphia, southern Jersey, parts of Virginia. And that number was just under 17%. So you know, a lot of a lot of for sale by owners, I, I would say they might have gotten educated this year because mm-hmm. especially the way that the market's going, you're hearing about these incredible offers that are happening. Sometimes the for sale by owners didn't know what they were doing, put it on the market, and the buyer got a deal, which really didn't happen a lot in 2021. I mean, is, is that fair to say, Stacey, or what are you seeing out in the field? Yeah, I think I think that's definitely fair to say. Um, I think sellers also know that uh, they'll have a better opportunity getting it listed with an agent, um, getting their home in front of more people. So I really think that's what it comes down to. And again, also the time. Plus, um, selling real estate, people think it's easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> and, but a deal can go sideways quickly. And if a seller is going to consult some type of professional in lieu of, of a realtor, then they're going to consult with an attorney, right? So those attorney fees can add up quickly mm-hmm. depending on the situations that could arise. So if a seller doesn't feel comfortable negotiating contracts, reading contracts, um, it, then they're going to have to consult with an attorney. And again, real estate is complicated. Um, so unless you feel super comfortable dealing with uh, those types of transactions, then which I don't think most sellers do. No. <laughs> they, they start out thinking that they do, and then they realize, oh my gosh, this is really not as easy as I thought it was. So then they change, they switch gears, and they consult with uh, real estate agents. But um, I found that to be, the other thing in here that I found was that the FISBOs that were selling were selling mostly to friends or family Great members. Great point, yep. People yeah. that they knew already and and that's why it was for sale by owner in the first place. Right. So it wasn't necessarily that they were out on the free market mm-hmm. <laughs> selling to to strangers or the general population, um, but the for sale by owners were actually going to people that they knew or uh, friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this one step further. Not only, and you're absolutely right there. They said less than three percent of people that went uh, on, on their own sold to a friend or a family member. There's also way more discount broker referral networks out there. And this is something a lot of people aren't talking about. There's one in particular. I tested this myself. It's called List with Clever. I never even heard of these guys. So you put your information in. I put an old home that I don't own anymore in as a test address. And within seconds, I got three messages from agents that are with retail firms, not like a discount brokerage, not like an, um, I, I can't even think of it, like a Redfin or something like that. They're with notable agencies that are willing to list at one at 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 a at a I'm not going to give a number at a right. much lower number than what the norm would be. So mm. the people that may go for sale by owner, mm-hmm. there's some desperate agents out there that are willing to discount their fee, and I think a lot of that has to do with how competitive the market is because they mm-hmm. can't get listings the other way. Are you seeing the same thing? Or I mean, I, I this is something a lot of people don't talk mm. about. Um, honestly, I haven't really. Uh, been okay. exposed to that type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, on occasion, you've seen that uh, where the um, the buyer's uh, 
agent compensation isn't included. <laughs> um, well, this, this isn't that, though. So I'm, I'm actually okay, on this list with Clever Sight. So I'll quote what they say on their site because I don't want to talk about commissions here. It says, list okay. with a full service agent for $3,000 or 1%. Okay. So, I mean, there, there's companies like this out there, and I don't think a lot of folks realize that. Yeah. And you don't can't track it until you get to the settlement table mm-hmm. because that's the only time you actually see what the seller's agent's making. So that, that information's gotcha. not public. So I have not seen that personally. I haven't okay. run into that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and you know, I think I think it's a small percentage, but you mm-hmm. look at how small the percentage of for sale by owners are, well, think about it. If you're, well, should I pay one and get an agent, mm-hmm. or should I pay a normal commission and, and get more? I, you know, they, they may go that direction. I think that there's more gotcha. and more of that of people that just can't, they can't list on their own and they can only compete on price. Mm-hmm. So that, that's probably another factor here mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that comes into this. But what I'm hearing is really consumers are a lot more educated is mm-hmm. kind of the, the, the norm. So, you know, Dr. Andy, I mean, uh, you, you mentioned mm-hmm. time, and I love that. I think that's really relevant. Stacy and I talk about time management constantly, right? Like, how do we constantly. get more time back? I'm sure right. you do, too. You're in business for yourself. Yeah, so your nonstop. life is probably not that different than ours except what you're doing mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of professionally. So as a consumer, you, you value time, but... You know, also, I'm imagining there's another component here. Are you looking for expert knowledge or talk a little bit about that? Absolutely, with the expert knowledge, when it comes down to it, I don't want to go there and, yes, do I go for fun and go on Zillow and Redfin and Realtor.com and look at properties and do that, but I'd rather have an agent to work with because then I can go ahead and say, this is my buying parameters. This is what I'm looking for. This this is my price range. This is the square footage. This is locations. And then have someone just going in there and trying to find exactly what I'm looking for because, I yeah, it's fun and neat to look at real estate. It's exciting for a lot of people that are trying to buy or invest. Or, but it comes down to it, it's like, do I want to look at 50 properties or do I want to look at three that I'm going to buy? <laughs> I'd rather take three and go, okay, well, it took me two hours to go to three. It's going to take me 20, 30 hours to look at 50. And there might be things about it, like I'm looking for, you know, I do, we got into uh, short-term rentals and vacation rentals. Mm-hmm. Certain areas don't allow it. So yep. I'd rather work with an experienced agent. So instead of going to get my hopes up, like that house is perfect. Look at it. It's beautiful. They don't allow it. Right. So, and that house still sells because people aren't doing their research and they're jumping on and doing the Zillow and not working with anyone and going, I'm thinking the same thing, but if I don't have a proper agent, they're buying it and going, uh-oh, now I'm stuck in a house that I either have to rent long-term or I have to go and pay the mortgage and just use it and then have to maybe unload it six months later, which you see a lot of those that are going to the market selling, buying and selling again, because mm-hmm. they're not dealing with that. And I don't want to deal with that hassle. Mm-hmm. You know, As a consumer, I want an experienced agent to work with that. They know exactly what I'm doing. They're making sure that they're valuing my time as much as theirs, and they're able to find the exact properties I'm looking for so that I can keep going for the next one and the next one and doing it efficiently. Right, right. That's a great point because I mean, there's so many people out there they don't value their time enough, and 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 it's it is a pain. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. like scheduling all the showings yourself, mm-hmm. oh dealing gosh. with the people that you have to qualify every buyer that comes in because your agent's not doing it, marketing the property the right way, and like manually uploading all these photos and doing all these things. So it, there is a lot involved there, and it looks like the majority of of the sellers, four percent of them, sold to someone they knew without going through an agent, and 3% only sold to a stranger. So I think the number's even smaller than what mm-hmm. it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so last question here, and then we'll take a break, and we're going to come back and go over the biggest stories of 2020 in real estate. Stacy, someone who comes to you and you're thinking about, they're, they're talking about selling their home, and they say, well, I'm thinking about going by owner, or I'm thinking about listing with an agent. What's the difference? In a couple, like how how would you explain that to them? Because this is always the big question that 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 people get, and it's not an objection. It's hey, like I got some questions. I need to figure this out if I'm going to do business with you. So how, how would you how would you position that? 
Well, first of all, I'd ask them why they're considering selling by themselves to see where their head is as far as how they think it's going to be easy or difficult or or what their plan is. And then I would ask them if we could set up a time to sit down and I could go over exactly what we could provide to them as far as um, everything that we do from start to finish, handling their transaction, representing their property, showing them the marketing plan and actually presenting to them why we're going to be able to get more money for them ultimately than if they were to list it and sell it themselves. So I think that after we were able to sit down and go over everything, they would realize the importance of having representation. They would realize all the work that goes into listing a home and and being able to get that uh, top dollar for them that they want. And also being with them throughout the entire transaction, because sometimes it's easy to get under contract, but staying in contract that's a whole different. Oh, yeah. That's a whole different ball game. So um, to have that representation from start to finish is invaluable, also. So I think I would be able to, um, you know, state my case, have them understand the importance of it, and ultimately get them to sign and list with me. And, well, and, I, I have no doubt you have the skill set for the record. <laughs> and also with an experience agent. I mean, I worked with with Tom and one of his agents prior to buy my primary residence where my wife and my, my daughter and dog live. And we got a house. I mean, the pictures on it were horrible. Yep. I mean, they were yes. from an old cell phone. They didn't oh show the house right. Yes, it needed some work. So we did some rehab. But it was just like the house sat on the market in an area where we live on the main line. That house shouldn't have sat there for more than a few weeks. It was there for a year and mm-hmm. a half. Wow. year and a half. And we got yeah. it for... I think 125 under asking because, and I probably could even got a little bit lower, but I'm like, look, let's just get the house because the potential's there and the yep. agent totally right. screwed it up. So right. not even just representation, but the proper representation is a exactly. major player when mm-hmm. it comes to selling a house. It's a great point. And and, and you, the fact that you're through that and you can identify it, it it's so critical. And, and I always liken this, and then we'll, we'll kind of cut it here, is like, you go to the doctor, right? You're a doctor. You don't you don't go to the doctor, get their advice, and then try to perform the surgery yourself. Like that's <laughs> right. not going to go well. When you get on a plane, you don't try to fly the plane yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, you rely on the pilot to do that. And while sure it can be done, and I don't think there's any doubt people can mm-hmm. sell on their own. Mm-hmm. Are you going to get the best result? And that's what both of you said here. And I and and obviously the data demonstrates that. And this is the first time in a long time we've had such clear data. It used to be like, oh, that's not oh, true. Yeah. Show me the numbers. Well, right. the data is so transparent now that mm-hmm. it, the answer's right there. So no surprise in my view, especially what's going on in the market. But interesting to see. And I I, I would imagine this trend continues. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And it's especially interesting because it's such a seller's market mm-hmm. that in in a, an amazing seller's market that the FISBOs are this low. Um, so that's what's really interesting to me. I, I definitely think the trend is going to continue. Yeah. I do, too. I mean, it seems to me like with technology, it's going faster and faster. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the normal homeowner that wants to sell their house they really don't know what, like I said, besides seeing the commercials and, and jumping on Zillow themselves, it's like, well, I could do that. It's like, mm-hmm. can you really? Can <laughs> right. you really? I don't think you can. Well, right. Like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> right. It's easy to leave money on the table right yes. now. And we, we've talked about this a lot. Even when you have an agent that doesn't launch the property in the right way, like a pre-launch or let people know it's coming to the market because the market moves so fast to your point. Mm-hmm. And because buyers are so hungry to find properties, which I don't blame them. I mean, you know, you, and we've seen this with some of our listings where- they come in, they give an offer, and they want like a same-day response time, and you have 20 other showings lined up. Well, it's probably not best for the seller to take that first offer. Right. Let it breathe for three or four days. Uh, mm-hmm. Let it breathe for a week. Let's let, you know, let, and and let the, let the traffic play out. And that's a mistake a lot of agents make, where they don't or they don't make the investment in the video and the photography. Mm-hmm. 
They don't yes, understand yeah. how to market it. Right. That, 500 that, bucks gets you 20, 30, 40, 50,000 dollars more in value in the for, sale. For sure. Right. No, no, no question about it. So I think that this is a cautionary tale, and there's always going to be people that do this. The fact that the number's so low, I, I'm clear it's going to continue. It sounds like we all agree. So, so what we're going to do on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the biggest real estate stories of 2021, what that means as we head into 2022. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. The real estate market is red hot. Have you considered taking advantage? Call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX at 610-692-6976 or visit our website, tomtool.com, to connect and take advantage of these market conditions. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. And we've got Dr. Andy Fetterman in the house with Creative Health and Spine in Berwyn. Dr. Andy, where if, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they find out about you real quick? Oh, multiple ways. But you can go to our website, creativehealthandspine.com, our Facebook page, Creative Health and Spine, Instagram as well. Uh, so many, many ways to get a hold of us. So. Okay, so creativehealthandspine.com. That one's a yes. good start. We'll work with that. And yeah. when we put, all, put the show out here, we'll tag in, do all that in social. Sure. So what we got here, and I, I always find this time of year interesting because everyone's kind of chilling out a little bit. You got that... Holiday low, except for realtors who still work twenty, you know, twenty four seven. It seems like, and it's a time to reflect on what happened this past year. And you know, twenty twenty was so dominated by the pandemic and shutdowns and government regulations. This year's been a lot different. And we identified what we thought were the four biggest stories coming out of twenty twenty one. So we're going to talk about them, and then rather than talk about it again, because we've hit on all these during the show, I'd love to hear. Uh, Stacy, what you think, and Dr. Andy as well, what that means as we head into next year. So we can kind of do some foreshadowing here because this, this was some big news. So the biggest story in my view, Stacy, I know you'll agree with me on this, <laughs> Zillow getting out of the iBuying business and having one of the worst earning calls of all time in the third quarter. So if you don't know what happened, Rich Barton, the CEO of Zillow, he has been pushing, we're going to be iBuyers, we're going to be iBuyers, we're going to be iBuyers, and then they have their third quarter earnings call, which I listened to, and I've seen him speak before, and he was bumbling, he was nervous, at one point he choked on a cough drop, <laughs> and basically said we were just, funny. 
It is funny <laughs> because it was. I mean, you can't be doing that as a CEO. Right, you got to right, right. When he things go bad, had, yeah. yeah, you still got to project <laughs> confidence. So, um, on that call, they said, "Hey, we're we're getting out of i buying. We were just guessing, and we're going back to our core businesses." And the stock price went from like a hundred bucks down to sixty. It's been kind of oscillating in that sixty to sixty-eight range since this uh, th- th- this happened. So, how do you think this all plays out, and what does this mean for twenty twenty-two? Well, yeah, that was like the biggest news when Zillow, earlier in the year, let's say, we were talking about Zillow and their iBuy program and how... They were, they know, were basically setting the market. Yeah, they were paying above They ask. were getting ready to conquer the world with that. Um, and then by the end of the year, they're completely out, which was mm-hmm. like crazy shocking. Um, so, well, it's going to leave the door open for the, the players that have been nipping at their heels um, and... Obviously, there's a couple of companies that that are really happy to hear this news of Zillow um, getting out of the iBuy experience. Um, But also, it left a lot of people um, totally stranded and in limbo. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was what... I forget the number, but it was a lot of people that were under contract. It was 7,000 houses that that they just said, hey, we're we're not going to... Right. (laughs) We're not moving forward on these. Right. Unfortunately for them. Um, So, it just... It's amazing in this industry how there's never a sure thing. So, mm-hmm. and this just goes to show when, you know, Zillow is a tech company and they were trying oh, to shift. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to shift gears and get into a market they really didn't know that much about. Um, and they just over overstepped and uh, really stepped in it. So, but going forward, I think the the other players that are in the iBuy program or iBuy um, platform, they're they're going to continue because they have a pretty solid foundation right now, and um, this is what they needed so that they could scale. I agree. I mean, what it comes down to it, it's that you have a you have a massive company, and being a business owner myself, had a few businesses, they diversify too much, and it just they thought, oh, we have this, we have this money, we have to do something with it. It was a great idea, but what it comes down to it is like instead of re really hammering down what they are and really just increasing more market share for themselves, they're like, oh, we'll go over here, and it bit them. You know, yeah. and it comes down to it is that they overextended. They didn't realize it wasn't turning over enough revenue as, as what they wanted it to do. And the only thing that's looking good for them is the fact is like, you know, market prices were still going up. So mm-hmm. at least it wasn't crashing. And then they're trying to get out of it then where they've lost all this value. So at least they're not hurt as much as they can. So it's not like they're going to go away. But right. it, it was it was a dumb move in the first place to even start the iBuy program. It was a great idea, but not for them, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you look at their the shareholder letter, uh, they 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 cited higher than an, than anticipated conversion rates, and it's because a lot of people didn't want to deal with having to sell their house mm-hmm. and having forty people come through in a weekend, which is what's been going on, mm-hmm. especially the first half of the year when they were doing this. Uh, my my takeaways from this are a couple things, and we, we've talked about this before. One, if you are a flex partner of Zillow, buckle up and get ready to sell a ton of houses in the first six months of the year. Mm-hmm. I am clear quarter one of 2022 is going to be even more robust than we expect Mm -hmm. because there's this pent-up demand. People are getting ready to list. There's inventory coming. And I am clear they're going to over-deliver to their flex partners because they got to make their stock price go back up. That's that's number one. Absolutely. Uh, Number two, you know who's not talking about Zillow right now? The consumer. 
Maybe you are because you're informed and you're on the mm-hmm. show. Right. Uh, but the consumer's not talking about this, and they have so many visitors that come to their site. I think it's 226 million unique visitors a month. Jeez. They're featured on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it's it's right that. up there with like the Crystal yeah. Clear Get Gravy commercial, if mm-hmm. anyone remembers that, back in the 90s. So th- they're not going away from that perspective. Um, and third, they're going to have people coming for them now, specifically CoStar. I mean, there, yeah. there was an article that just came out uh, two days before Christmas on the 23rd. Andy Florence, CEO of CoStar, said, Zillow's no longer a relevant player. We have done a million dollars of market research in the last couple months, and we found that Zillow is not the leader in the space. Zillow is actually not used by many home buyers." I don't agree with that. Wow. Number either. one. What um, kind of market research did they now, do to get that? Yeah. I mean, look, you, you, I think you can make stats say whatever you want, right? right? Of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say, we're, we're about attracting the home buyers, not the voyeur checking out the inside of their Tinder date's house, which, debatable if you can do that. He's got, I, that, that's all about that Saturday Night Live commercial, though. Right. That's what he's talking about there. Um, and obviously, he, he called the iBuying program a flop, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with. They're going to have a fight on their hands here for a while. I mean, they did this to Realtor.com when when they first came out, uh, where Realtor.com was the undisputed internet lead portal for houses that was not the MLS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 CoStar's coming for them. I mean, I, I would be watching out for CoStar if I was them, and CoStar is going to make some jump into the space here similar to what Zillow does. So that, that that's my that's what I think is going to happen over the next 12 months. I definitely think CoStar's coming after them. They have been. Well, I mean, they said it here. Yeah, I mean, it's, exactly. <laughs> no, and to say Zillow is no longer a relevant player, ooh, yeah, that is that, yeah, that's, that's pretty harsh. That's a shot across but the bow. Zillow is not going anywhere. <laughs> Zillow is the brand. It's yeah. kind of like Band Aid. Like mm-hmm. Band Aid mm-hmm. is the brand of a you know of a, a bandage, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah. There's many other bandages, but they're not going anywhere. Absolutely, man. So yeah, Zillow is not out of this by any stretch. No, um, they're you know they're gonna. Sit back, lick their wounds, you know, take some punches, but they're not going anywhere. But CoStar, yeah, they are going someplace. They're mm-hmm. they're definitely going to expand, um, and they're going to try to trounce and take over Zillow. And that, but that's what companies do. You always oh, yeah. have to have you know somebody to chase. That's the truth. Rich mm-hmm. Barton said a couple years ago at the T3 conference that you have to embrace a startup mentality, and they better really do that now at Zillow because if they don't. They're going to get overtaken. It's the companies that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's the companies that make that jump from good to great, right? Um, they always have like they're they're constantly trying to get better. They're constantly trying to like edge it up one degree a day. I hope they're doing that right now at Zillow for their sake. I mean, um, and you know, at the same time, you know, CoStar's still going to be new to the game, so Zillow does have that consumer notoriety because nobody mm-hmm. was talking about this unless you listen to our show or you follow us or, or do those sort of things. So I don't see them going anywhere. And if you're a flex partner. Buckle up. I mean, that's you know that 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 to me is the exciting part here because obviously we we are flex partners. We're very clear about that. So, you know that that's going to be something that we'll know how that plays out in the first quarter. So that's that's biggest story number one. Is that fair to rate that number one, Stacey? Yeah, I, that's definitely sure. That is definitely number one. Okay, so we got three others here. Which one would you place as second? Uh, let's see. Um. Oh. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I think that DOJ NAR um, dispute is is pretty big, but not many people would know about it. Um, but I think that big for the industry. Big for the industry, in, in the sense that there was an agreement in place, and basically the Department of Justice just totally, you know, just retracted it. 
So, so to give some perspective, there, there's a lawsuit that's, that's around antitrust uh, with, with NAR that the commissions are fixed and it's a monopoly and blah, blah, blah. That, that's kind of the short of it. So there was, a, there was a negotiated settlement between NAR and DOJ where they asked the NAR to do a couple things, which they already started implementing. They already, yeah. Uh, and then after the new administration got elected, all of a sudden they said, you know what? We changed our mind, which is unprecedented. Yeah. Uh, what, what this tells me, and, and I, I think this is a big deal for the people that don't know, is that realtors are really under scrutiny right now. And it actually ties into another story here. So well, let's, why don't we group these together? Mm-hmm. The divide between actual professionals and hacks in the industry. Mm-hmm. And when I say hacks, mm-hmm. I'm talking about like the guy who got their online doctor's degree to give Dr. Andy some perspective, yeah. right? Like if you went to... You, know, you got a certificate, and then next thing you know, you're you're doing like a yeah, like a life coach when it comes to counseling and that kind of thing. Yeah, and, weekend seminar, and now you're, you're yeah good to go. the, the person that yeah. that, that just gets in the business and kind of shows up, falls into some sales, and and there's a huge divide here. And what I'm clear is going to come from this is that the real estate industry is going to be more transparent than ever in 2022. Buyers are going to be hyper aware mm-hmm. if what their agents are getting paid how they're getting paid, who's paying it, because realtors still sit there and say, oh, it's, it's free to use a buyer's agent, even though it's not. Someone's paying that fee. And that was one of the items in the settlement with, with NARDOJ. So if you're a real estate agent in 2022, you better be able to understand the process, give a presentation, explain why someone should use you versus going at it on your own, kind of what we talked about in the last segment, mm-hmm. because people are going to be hyper aware. I, I, it's this is all this is going to do is bring more light to the industry. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think yeah, the the consumer is more aware um, because again, we get back to they want somebody who's going to be able to represent them throughout the entire process. Mm-hmm. So um, the hacks that are out there, they some of them have no idea how to even write a contract. You've seen these oh, contracts come they, over. They don't know like, how to write a contract, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. when they get them, we have to say, well, there, these eighteen things are wrong. Maybe not eighteen, but no, these seven 18. things are wrong. Right. You know, the, 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 did you leave this blank by accident? Like, I mean, it's yep. things that could jeopardize someone's financial well-being, you know, Absolutely. like mi- missing an inspection or not checking the elected box on the mortgage contingency. Mm-hmm. So, th- I mean, these are critical mistakes that, critical. That, that has huge financial implications on the consumer. Absolutely. And we see it. We see it come through. So as an agent on the other side of those bad hacks, Hack agents. When I look at a contract that comes in that's missing those seven things, Mm -hmm. very important things, um, I think to myself, and this is just this is the start of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And how do you think that's going to go? And I do feel bad for the consumer on the other side because I know that they're in the hands of someone that have very little experience, or they don't have the backing of. someone that can give them sound advice. So to me, yeah, I think that uh, weeding out the hacks, um, it's it's going to take time, um, but you have to, for the consumer, you have to do your due diligence. You have to interview agents. You have to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Right. So, and I think the consumer is pretty savvy. 
they are getting more savvy because I mean, like I said, they're looking online and they can do a quick what questions ask a new real estate agent, yep. like and and look at what their numbers and their metrics mm-hmm. and the Reviews. good agents are like, hey, they're already coming to the table with that. If I have someone looking to work with me, I'm like, hey, what do you got? What are you bringing to the table? Well, I've done 35 deals in these markets. This is where it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if recently with you know, because I'm also dealing with properties that are not where I get the chance to see them until it comes down to the mm-hmm. point like that's in my wheelhouse. Let me go ahead and look at it because I need to know that person's really boots on the instead of just saying, well, I like real estate, so I got my license, and now I sell two houses a year, and that's because that's my brother-in-law, and that's my my good college friend that you know that just mm-hmm. is throwing me a bone. No, I need someone who's going to hop in there and do that, and it's, you're getting the consumer is getting more educated. There's no way around it. Everyone has a smartphone. Everyone's on the internet. It takes a couple keywords, and now you've got 10 questions to ask. Even mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing, you go, okay, answer these questions. Right. And if and they don't answer, they they're all automatically see that there's no confidence there, there's no experience, there's no process to what that agent that possibly could be working with you is going to have. They just don't have it. So then you just move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely definitely a big play now. Well said, and I think that that's part of the reason why this lawsuit probably came out in the first place because there's so mm-hmm. many unqualified people and yeah, you know, this is any industry. I don't want. I don't want to just say it's right. all realtors. I mean, it, it's every industry is usually dominated by the top twenty percent doing eighty percent of the business, and it's no different in real estate. It's actually even more concentrated. Where, uh, you know, to give you some perspective, the top one percent of the agents in the country do seventeen point two percent of the business. Mm-hmm. Wow. The top twenty five percent do seventy three point five percent of the business, and the bottom fifty percent only do nine percent of the sales volume. So you have half the agents fighting over 9% of all the business. Now, here's the thing consumers need to be aware of. They have a 68% chance right now of hiring an agent who has done zero to two deals in the last 12 months. And 78% of consumers, they hire the first person they talk to. Yeah. So interviewing agents, I mean, I, I I would just stress every consumer out there, even if you interview with one of our people, go talk to somebody else. Get another perspective. Get a second opinion because this is major dollars at stake here. And this is probably why this lawsuit initiated because there's so many things that are being said that are incorrect. I mean, the, the free thing is mind-boggling yeah. to me because yeah. clearly someone, you know, you're not doing this as a charity. I mean, right. we're all about helping people. It's also a way to earn a living. So, yeah, gotta uh, eat. <laughs> so, so with the, bringing it back to the lawsuit real quick, and then we'll get into the... So we'll call this number number two and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think this thing gets settled in twenty twenty two? Uh well, at the rate we're going with everything else, <laughs> I no, 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 I don't think so. Um, it'll drag out. They might, uh, and basically, we don't even know what what else they're going to be asking. Like we don't really know what the DOJ is going to be, what the, what the mm-hmm. end game is here. So I think they're just kind of sitting on it and they'll make it happen when they see fit. Um, but we don't even know what that what that looks like. We don't even know what the DOJ is asking of the NAR. NAR so. And that's a little frustrating being a member of NAR, that we don't know what's going on. Obviously, there's some legal ramifications here. Um, so to give some perspective on the timing, and, and I do agree with you, Stacey, the complaint and proposed settlement was filed on November 19th, 2020, and we didn't hear until July 1st they were withdrawing from the settlement. <laughs> right. So you got what? That's that's seven months there, seven and a half months. So yeah. let's say we add another seven and a half months on. I mean, then there's going to be some back and forth. I, I, I think end of the year would be optimistic. Yeah. That's very optimistic. Well, I'm an optimistic <laughs> kind of guy. So Me too. Half full, right? Um, yep. All right. So that, that's story number two. Story number three uh, is, and this, this is about the market, and the market has been very incredible 
buyer affordability peaking this year and the rise of prices anywhere from 10 to 12% year over year. We haven't seen anything like this with the exception of like when the mortgages were being bad, were bad that were being funded back in like that 2005, 2006 range. That's clearly not the case being in this day to day. So knowing that prices have, have had a meteoric rise because double digits to me is, is bananas and buyer affordability, we saw rates in the two and a half range at points mm-hmm. this oh, year. That was wild. Are we ever going to see anything like this again? And how are buyers and sellers going to adjust into 2022? Well, definitely incredible market this past year. And I think we're in for the same going into 2022. Um, I think for buyers, uh, if they're serious about making a purchase in 2022, definitely do it the sooner the better because the rates are going to increase. Now, they're not going to increase dramatically Agreed. in this in this first year but they are going to increase they so are. if you have a max purchase price that if there's an HOA fee or depending on the taxes you might be a little bit priced out of certain mm-hmm. areas that you you know have set your sights so I think for buyers you really need to pay attention you really need to get out there and uh, you have to find your house this year I think that you're going to have the best opportunity because it's still going to be affordable. Um, get in, get yourself into a, a good position financially if you're looking, um, if you're considering at this time, so that you can in three to six months get out there and, and uh, get your home under contract. But I think it is a concern. You do hear about you know buyers um, not being able to uh, find the home that they're looking mm-hmm. for. But I think with some adjustments and being a little bit open-minded and searching in different areas, it's there. It's there. And get with an agent that can help you with that. Um, I think that buyers will have success. But even the rents are going up. So what I say to buyers are, are you willing to continue to pay somebody else's mortgage and your rent is going to increase year over year? Whereas if you get into your home, you get under contract, you purchase that home, your mortgage payment is going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. So to me, it makes more sense because you're building wealth. Um, It's that's where you have to start. It's a stepping stone. So you have to get into the market and you have to get a house. I fully agree because what I, I look at it for from an investment standpoint or even primary home, the money's cheap and it's not going to yeah. get cheaper. And there's, there's, the Fed's already talked about three interest rates this year. And like mm-hmm. I said, it's not going to double and triple, but it's going to be enough to smooth it out a little bit. So it's not going to be as crazy. And and yeah, inventory is going to hit at the same time. So mm-hmm. either jump on the first quarter or two or not. I mean, then you're going to maybe miss out. Like you said, right. everything's going to go up in price. It already has been. Mm-hmm. And again, you lock in that 30-year fix. That's the same. Even if your house doesn't even appreciate in value, you're getting more for your money every year because inflation right now, as they said, what last month was it almost seven yep. percent? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you can borrow at three, three and a half, even if you've got like modest credit, really good credit under three, mm-hmm. you win every year. Why would you want to keep renting? I understand. There's always reasons to rent right. because you may be transient in your work. You might not D- be in different the right situation. Place. Yeah. Absolutely. Different but situation. if you were thinking about buying, you got to jump on it now. Like I'm looking for another property right now. We closed the one back in October mm-hmm. in a, a vacation area. We're looking again because we know it's cheaper now than it will be at the end of the next year. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm looking. You know, next week's going to be a happy day for me to be playing. <laughs> Just look at it and say, hey, look, let's do it now before they even jump it up half a percent. Like you said, you jump one percent. That prices you out of a $50,000 difference in price on a house for a 30-year fixed. Now you're not getting that house you want because you just dragged your feet instead of just saying, let's just do it. 
Yep. You know, extend it a little bit now if you can. You know, save a little bit of extra money, change how you spend your money, even in the short term, just to get into it. Because you want that house in six months, end of the year, it's going to cost you a lot more and you won't get it. Mm -hmm. And that's how I look at it, even with the properties I'm looking at. It's like, just jump on it now, stretch a little. Don't go nuts and buy something you can't afford, but, mm -hmm. you know, stretch a little more than you might feel comfortable with because it's going to pay off for you even just three, four years down the road saying what you might be making and any kind of cost of living increases, you'll be fine with that. You're going to price into that, and that price is staying the same while everything's going up. Exactly. I just don't see the market ever. This was, this was like the perfect storm. Oh, and absolutely. There were some bad things that happened that created this. The pandemic was obviously a mm -hmm. catalyst. Mm -hmm. Then the state got shut down, right? And that, yeah. that, that, that caused all this pent-up demand to happen. Yeah. It also injected a lot of fear into the marketplace with the pandemic. I mean, whether safety was, was the biggest concern ever in 2020. Then the market opened back up. And then some people, they're just like, hey, you know what? We're not ready yet. We don't want to leave yet. We actually value our home more than we, we, we thought we would because we're spending so much time here. Okay, a lot of home improvement projects. Yeah. And, and now, that, <laughs> now that things are kind of returning to normal, you got the people that are like, wow, my place is too small. I'm sick of it. I need to move. Mm -hmm. And the folks that are like, well, this is a little too much maintenance now. Maybe it is time to downsize. That's why I'm clear. This first quarter is going to be one of the biggest winter markets ever, mm -hmm. bigger than last year because of all the, all these things happening. Because rates haven't gone up too much yet, no. and people are are concerned about it. So I, I, everything you said is spot on. So, like I said, buckle up for Q1 is kind of the the advice I have for realtors and for buyers and sellers. I mean, if you're thinking about buying or selling, I'd be like meeting with agents like today, yeah. tomorrow, yeah. before the new year, because there's other people that are doing it, as documented by the Realtor.com survey that. 65% of everyone that wants to sell this year is planning on doing it in the winter. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, a, that's a bigger number than I've ever seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're going to see as well is just the home improvements that happened over that time that people were hunkered mm -hmm. down. You're going to get some nice looking houses that that wasn't redone in the kitchen and mm -hmm. they were there and they were stuck in there going like, I don't like my bathroom. Pretty much. And now you got a new bathroom. So there's going to be some stuff coming to the inventory that's going to look really nice. And it's like for myself, I don't want to buy fixer uppers for investments because mm -hmm. I'm not that type of an investor. So I'm going to get to see houses that are in much better shape than the ones that are just people plopping it on the market going, well, I'll get this even though it needs $80,000 worth of work because it's such a good market to sell. I think when that's going to happen, that's going to push those houses back down because the nicer ones are going to be like, hey, well, you can buy it for this with this nice house. It's all redone and you just turn key right in. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a really wild wild time coming to Q1. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. So that, that that's our biggest stories of 2021. And if you're interested in more knowledge like this on a daily basis, basis and you're thinking about getting into real estate, not sure about getting your license, check out our real estate scholarship program. It's realestatescholarshipprogram.com. Has all the details there. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Creative Health and Spine, Dr. Andy Fetterman, talk about his business, what they offer. A lot of great stuff here. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. Mortgage America is equal to 1, 2, 8, 5, 0, 1. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. 
I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. The real estate market is red hot. Have you considered taking advantage? Call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX at 610-692-6976 or visit our website, tomtool.com, to connect and take advantage of these market conditions. All right, all right, all right. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. One of my favorite segments that we do is highlighting local businesses. So we're here with Dr. Andy Fetterman from Creative Health and Spine. Again, it's myself, Stacey Mitchell. We both work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team since 2018 in Pennsylvania and in Delaware. And we're streaming live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I think I got it all, Gabe, right? So uh, just making sure. So we got Dr. Andy Fetterman here from Creative Health and Spine in Berwyn. And we've known each other for a few years now. So... Dr. Andy, tell us about your your practice, because it's not your typical chiropractic practice, in my view, which is one of the great things about your business, that it's very versatile. And Explain who you are and and, and all that. Well, thanks, uh, Tom and Stacey, for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Uh, We are located in Berwyn, uh, 15 years in practice next year, so uh, actually next month, so a few weeks away from our 15th anniversary. Feels like I got out of school last week. Uh, So, uh, yeah, we're not a typical practice in any way. Uh, We really would have to say that we really focus on a lot of the hard cases. It's not, you know, we'll treat people with neck pain, back pain, headaches, the typical stuff you see a chiropractor for. Without drugs or surgery, as you know, the, the line goes, but really focus on patients that have neuropathy, peripheral neuropathy, a lot of diabetic patients working with diets. Uh, we work with a lot of uh, disc and herniated discs, bulging discs, nerve pain issues, a lot of chronic issues and degenerative issues uh, that most doctors, you know, might have some trouble with and or patients have come to us going like, hey, we've tried the conventional routes and we're not getting the results we want, or we're just we're nowhere where we want to be. So we wanted to come try something different. So we've helped patients uh, deal with you know avoid major surgeries like knee replacements, uh, major back surgeries, and, and really help those types of people that are needing to make a bigger change than just oh this hurts you know. And we mm-hmm. work with them too. Don't get me wrong, but we, we really are passionate about helping people really find a personalized way to their health care. Wow, I love that. So I, I know you've talked a lot about like people have these, the, 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 I mean, the injuries you see yes. today are a little different than what you would have seen 20, 30 years ago. I think you used the line, sitting is the new smoking oh, a lot. So uh, for, you know, obviously I love that you help all these people that have other problems and you're not having to get surgery and, and do those things. Right. Talk about like the, the, like what people need to look out for maybe if they need to see a chiropractor, because I don't think a lot of people are, are taking care of themselves enough mm-hmm. and- Realtors, especially, because we mm-hmm. get a lot of realtors that tune in. So I, I'd, I'd love for you to a lot of realtors too. I'm sure well, I'm, I'm one of them. Uh, yeah. You know, full. Dis- I, I'd, I'd see Dr. Andy uh, regularly. So 
Now, tell us a little bit more about that, because I don't think people really take care of themselves enough, especially now in, in today's climate. Well, to be honest, what happens, it's the day in and day out of your lifestyle. That's what really causes the most problems. Like I said, sitting is this new smoking. You're not moving around. Our lives have become sedentary. How we make money, how we spend the majority of our day is either sitting in front of a computer, or a laptop, sitting in a car, at an office. I mean, one thing that's been a little bit nicer with the pandemic is people have had a little more mobility, but at the same time worse, because they're working from home now. They're sitting on the yep. couch. I have patients coming in because they've been working on their laptop in Indian style on their bed for four hours straight. So posture, all these things in our lifestyles are really causing a lot of these issues to occur so much earlier on in life. I mean, it's not uncommon to have a kid coming in who's having, mommy, I'm having back pain. They're eight years old and they have the posture of an 80 year old because mm. they've grown up with tablets and phones and just even from a biomechanical standpoint, we're not even going to, you know, we can also get into nutrition and metabolics. You know, we don't eat really well as we used to. We're not eating a lot of on the go foods and quick prep and processed and you know, high fat, high sugar, high salt type foods that cause stress into our bodies and help us, well, not help us, but kind of make you break down a little bit more and, and kind of, you know, do the wrong things to what we want to have happen with our body. So when we have patients coming in, we, we look at all these different aspects of what your lifestyle is like. You know, we try to make this, you know, let me give you a couple tips here and there to change up, changing your pillow, your workstation, your stress levels, all these things play in a factor that you don't notice it on a daily basis until it is a problem. So it's one of those things that happens below the surface for a majority of people. And we're brought up in a, a mindset that pain is a problem. No pain, I'm healthy, I'm good. It's not the case. It really isn't. And looking at it from a different perspective to take care of yourself from the get-go and maintain that care, that's the huge thing. And that's where you get to live that healthy, happy, vibrant life. No pain, feeling good, having great relationships, uh, just being happy going to work and not feeling exhausted every day. Like Those things that people, as they get older, think, oh, I'm 40 now, I should have pain. That's not normal. Like, it's just not. So we try to educate as much as just, oh, lay on the table. Let's fix you. It's like, well, we want to do more than that. Let's mm -hmm. let's give you the tools you need to live a better lifestyle and overall just improve your quality of life. Yeah, it sounds like you do pretty much a whole body approach, like a mm -hmm. whole body and lifestyle approach. Yes. Uh, which a lot of places don't really address those no. other outliers, which are so important because it is everything, mm -hmm. like you were just saying. Um, so I love that about uh, what I'm reading on, on your website about your practice, um, because it is so important. It's, it's everything. Um, and for you to go the extra mile and treat the hard cases, mm -hmm. um, that's even more impressive. So if you can rule out or, or help um, mitigate causes that potentially leads to surgery. Yes. Yeah, I think that's big. It's it's life changing, and it's like the right. that's the passion patients we have that I always like to call them. But everyone, you know, it's those people that have gotten to that point. That if I got to them when they were just having some back pain or an irritated knee or just this chronic little issue, doesn't become that. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's really neat to be able to do that. And that's what we try. That's where the education comes in. Because if we don't educate and go, okay, you're feeling better, your knee's better, and they walk out and they're just still beating up on that knee, then. 10, 15 years from now, and it's hard to look at it from that perspective because we all like to live in the now, that now all of a sudden this knee pain, now you're bone on bone thinking you need to have a knee replacement. Yeah. It's like, oh no. Well, and we're such a society of um, instant. So oh, we like to take a pill, great, we like point, to take a this absolutely. have a surgery because that'll fix it and it mm -hmm. won't fix it. And right. your approach, I think um, it's, it's 
awesome. Yeah. Address Amazing. the cause. Yeah. Address the causes, then that no longer is a symptom. Fix the function, everything else comes and follows through. And that's one of the things that we really stress and focus on in our office is that by approaching it that way, now we're looking at it, it's like, okay, now we're really fixing you. It's not just take a pill, mask the symptom, do the surgery, now deal with the consequences of that. And like I said, surgeries are necessary, medications are necessary. It's just, are we jumping to them too quickly? Are there things that we can do naturally first before we go, you know what, we've exhausted this avenue, now we need to go that direction. And that does happen in our office. You know, sure. there are people, I'm like, look, you're too far gone. I cannot do enough for you to get where you need to go. However, the good news is, as you go through this journey and process, I'm gonna make that other process you have to go through much easier to deal with and recover faster because of the things that we are going to do while we're trying to heal everything. That makes a ton of sense. And I mean, Stacey, you brought up a great point. Everyone wants the quick fix. And I mean, anytime you aim for the quick fix, I don't care what it is, it usually doesn't work out. Like it's not, I mean, unless it's, you know, you you try everything else Mm -hmm. and that's what you have to do. And, And I think that goes for anyone that has a business or has a goal they want to achieve as well as just get healthy. So uh, I mean, you take the whole body approach. So someone that maybe, you know, thinks they need to come in and see, like, what, what, what should someone be thinking about if they have, like, the same issue over and over and they need to see a chiropractor or come see, come see your practice? Well, usually if you have something that's coming around or reoccurring, it goes to think, you know, what it comes down to. And we use an example of a patient, no names, HIPAA, uh, that came in the other day, 20 years of back pain. He's a larger fella and he's played sports and then he noticed this in high school. His back was giving him issues. On again, off again, tough guy. Okay, well, now he's in his late 30s. He's have a couple kids, and his one-year-old, you know, 15-pound daughter is putting him into horrible pain just by carrying his 15-pound daughter. I mean, that's not even a tenth of his body weight. I mean, he's a you know, big, strong guy. But it turns out because there's these issues that have been broken down for so long and just putting it off, putting it off, and realizing wait, now I have a problem. This is, I'm looking at this longer term. And that's the thing is we have to change the mindset. So the ones that are looking to, to what you should see on a daily basis is, is there little aches and pains and little things are, and even simple things like not sleeping well, digesting not well, you know, where you're having di- gastric issues and, you know, you're gassy or, you know, you're, you're only sleeping a couple hours a night or you wake up every two, three hours, or there's certain things that just isn't normal, natural life flow those are things that you start to think, well, maybe I should go see someone about this. And it's not that it's a huge you know, commitment or anything, but it's one of those things, if you nip it now, it doesn't become something worse down mm-hmm. the road. Because mm-hmm. our bodies have to take us through this life. Mm-hmm. So you get one body. If, if, that's it. <laughs> and it's a lot easier to start out younger and Absolutely. maintain it than it is to you know, find yourself in your 50s and 60s and trying to play catch up. Oh, absolutely. And we get a lot of 50s and 60 year olds that are playing catch up. We can help them with that. But I'm like, there's a lot more work we have to do because I have to undo many, many extra years of physical abuse to your own body that you didn't realize was as much of abuse because you were younger. You kind of tuned it out. Your body has adapted to that as your lifestyle. And you just kind of go through it. Like I said, it's very common. There's a lot of studies out there saying, oh, when I'm 40, I should have pain. It's part of aging. No, it's not. You should never have pain. Pain's telling you something's wrong. Not just saying it's a part of just natural going through life. It's it's not the case. So quick question for yeah. for agents like mm-hmm. me who spend a lot <laughs> of time in the car. Oh yeah. <laughs> the car is like my enemy, but mm-hmm. I have to I ha- I'm in it all right. the time. And I find when I'm sitting in the car, it's so uncomfortable. And when I get out, I am stiff and sore. Absolutely. So what would be some quick suggestions? and some tips that I can utilize when I get out of that car and, or 
one of the things I always say, if you have the ability, and this is the most expensive one, is SUVs and trucks are better to sit in than cars. Cars oh. are ergonomically horrible for your back because they put you in this weird like V angle and it's it's not good for your back. So, But if you don't have that ability to go out and buy another car or trade yours in, there are different uh, cushions that you can buy on Amazon for really cheap that can help fill in like almost like a wedge cushion that can raise you up. Even just an inch or so makes a huge difference. Uh, ergonomically in your chair when you are sitting in your car, your knees should never be above your pelvis. You go above your pelvis, that will biomechanically put more pressure in your low back. So when you sit in general, this is where sitting is the new smoking. You're not moving around. You're not using your whole body. You sit down, you put about six times the amount of pressure on your low back than you do when you're standing. Standing, you have your legs to distribute your weight. So not only are you sitting, and in a car, your feet are, if your knees are above your pelvis, you're just increased that pressure exponentially. So a lot of the agents that I have seen in my office, a lot of back issues, upper back issues, because they're now scrunched in this car seat, and you're driving appointment to appointment to appointment. So I say... Something with adjusting the seat to keep your knees below or level with your pelvis, some kind of wedge to put in the chair, in the couch, uh, sorry, into the chair, the, the car itself, which 20, 30 bucks on Amazon, look up that. It's very easy to find. I recommend it and send it almost weekly to patients to, to, to buy, to put in their car. It makes a huge difference with their backs. Uh, getting up and moving in between appointments, some light stretching, you know, maybe a couple bands or something to release the pressure. Uh, and then when you're working, obviously, if you're on your computer, get in the passenger side so you can get into a better position. A lot of people are like, I'm not getting out of my car seat with my steering wheel I've because done that. yeah, <laughs> just get into the other side. Everything you said, I do. <laughs> yeah, so good, very good. good. So you gave me some really important, really good information yeah. just now. Thank you. You're welcome. That, that, that is great info. I mean, I, I certainly have been there, Stacy, many times, and and like I said, I've been a patient of Dr. Andy's for a few years now. So. Um, we got about like a minute left here. So, Dr. Andy, why don't you uh, tell us where we can find you again, people that want to get in touch, and, and again, what you specialize in so we, they know, they know how, the folks listening know how to reach you. Uh, Creative Health and Spine, we're right loca- uh, located right in Berwyn on Lancaster Avenue, so very easy to find. Uh, creativehealthandspine.com is a great way to reach out to us. Uh, so phone number 610-722-0240. Uh, we specialize in all kinds of natural health care, uh, neck pain, back pain, headaches, neuropathy, disc issues. Uh, you name it, we can talk to you. We love chatting with patients to see if we can help them. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Dr. Andy. That's going to be a wrap this week on Tool Time Real Estate Radio. You want to follow Stacy? She's on Instagram. It's at the number two, Mitchco, M-I-T-C-H-C-O. You can follow me at Tom Tool 3RD at Tom Tool 3rd. Again, check out Dr. Andy's chiropractic practice at creativehealthandspine.com. We are streaming live every week on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. You got a question, email us, info at tooltimeradio.com, and we'll catch you next week, first show of 2022.